Yeah. Politics with Mercer Prescott. Politics with his eclectic band of cronies giving you the truth about everything they lie about. Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton. Don't forget about Earn the Burn. What you gonna do is learn. That's right, it's now your turn. Politics, go and listen. Get your lesson, watch my blink glisten. I'm gonna get what you're missing. But the bullshit now you're pissing me off. Y'all heard the news, you get a soft, full of lies. And why do they try? They wanna trick you. But politics is gonna gift you. With education for the masses to get up in your ignorant asses. Politics with Mercer Prescott and the collective band of cronies. Yeah! Politics. Every Monday at 7 p.m., dial 1 646 to speak with the host, Mercer Prescott, now. Like the 
fire off bars, only setting up headshots. I said, stop. You ain't listening to your dead pop. Cause so your girl call me Fred, make the bed rock. A big poppy, but ain't playing for the Red Sox. Bitches grabbing at my tool, keep the shed locked. Cause some twats ain't clean, bumpy as Red Sox. She got a yeast infection, call it a bread box. I'm making head knock, shaking like it's Parkinson's. I'm marksman on the mic, killing rappers, hide the carcasses. I'm like a pharmacist, give you what you need to keep the profit. So keep your profits, be a Jesus, Moses, or Muhammad. Be honest, y'all prefer to not get said. Y'all keep imaginary friends like it's drop dead friend. You wanna pop that lead and bring a bomb on a plane, killing a portion, Dr. Blame it on Burak Hussein. Tricks with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. Tonight's guests, Kaiser Sose and Jessica Rabbit. What's good? Jessica. What's happening, everybody? I'm here. All right, all right, all right. I'm sure you're gonna hit us with the hit us with the bang bang regarding this politics because it ain't nothing but a G thing. Fucking Donald Trump running motherfucking America like Death Row Records in the nineties, you dig? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm hoping to get to everything today. I'm going to do a little bit of backtracking because the thing is, uh, when I have uh, a lot of people that inspired me to kind of do this sort of thing, like David Pakman and uh, Kyle Kalinske and stuff like that, they do this full time. So they do this five days a week. You know, right. I still, and I. So are you, you telling know, me that you want to go five days a week? We can make that happen. <laughs> but um let's do a visual of that though. Yeah. But they they don't get they don't miss a beat because they're on it every day. So I'm on it all day long. Oh, same here. You know, I, I know my friends every time I see me on Facebook they're like, "Oh god." But then again, I have some other friends who are just like, "You know what? Keep it coming because we need to know this stuff." So right. it goes back yeah, and forth. Yeah, same here, same here. Same here with all the mental health stuff. A lot of friends be like, yeah, that's the good stuff. Thanks for sharing, or da da da. And there's other friends are like, damn, do you not have a life outside of work? Well, <laughs> my my life outside of work isn't on social media. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> my question is, my question is, how do you not eat, breathe, and sleep this? This is happening to you. This is happening to everyone. So, how can you not? Yeah, but but but, but, but you, you can zoom out and be like, I'm not gonna let it impact me. Let me tell you. The thing about Donald Trump, I was complacent in my job. I was complacent in my career. I was just, like, sliding around. And the biggest words that ever stuck out to me was my uh, my ex-girlfriend who indicated to me that I was stuck. And since I was not growing, we couldn't grow together. And that struck me. That hurt me. I almost made a suicide behind that. I I admit that. But the the thing that stood out the most is when you stop growing, 
when you stop moving, when you stop you know reaching out to do it better, and you start growing, you basically stop living. You stuck. You know, he unstuck me. I, you think you would think that Obama would have unstuck me, but Trump unstuck me. I said, oh shit, let me knock out these licenses. Oh shit, let me secure my network so I can transition to a higher level. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And as you know, some of our brothers have fallen short. Because they didn't make that transition to the higher level, you know what I'm saying? And you know, it's that con- looking back at hindsight, yeah. what could I have done different? You know what I mean? It's kind of like being a coal miner, and then people, you know, instead of them saying, "Hey, I need to do something different," they are like Trump says, "Hey, I'll give you your coal mining jobs back," and then they're like, "Yeah, we want that," instead of having to, you know, having to grow and change and adapt. You know, right. I mean, my father worked; he was an operating engineer for like 40 years. But that type of work isn't going anywhere. He lives in, you know, he's, he's from New York. You know, there's always going to be streets that need to be repaired. Every time I ride right. with him and we're in the city, he can point to every road that he worked on, every subway station he helped build back in the, in the 70s. You know, but that type of work never goes away. But when you're a coal miner, right. that work is going to go away eventually. Because there's either going right. to be no more coal or there's going to be no more uh, – or there's going to be well, other forms of energy that are going to take over. Well, even your dad's yeah. job will go away eventually because machines will do that job. Just like the people that came back from over, you're talking about bringing jobs back to Detroit. Bruh, the humans are out. <laughs> they, they, technology has replaced the humans. We got robots to do what they used to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, someone it's made a point. It's not bring jobs back. It's just bring jobs. Right. <laughs> and, and that was kind of the problem with uh, – even with the job growth under Obama, a lot of it was is just lower paying jobs. Right. So there are jobs, but and then there's kind of like that gray area because it's either it's lower paying jobs that it's just menial, or as far as the pay that is, or they're higher level jobs that people don't have the skill for. So, well, I know this: we need to bring jobs back because I'm tired of calling my bank and talking to some Indian guy. No offense, I ain't racist by any means. But I really have a hard time translating some accents, mainly because my second language is English, and therefore I have my own difficulties with the English language. But sometimes I tell them just to switch. I say I speak Spanish, switch me to the Spanish translator, and trick the, and then tell the Spanish translator I prefer to talk in English so I can get a better, <laughs> better understanding of what's going on. <laughs> you know, it's like Patrice O'Neill said: you could be from your country, but you can't be from. Your country, because I can't understand right. a word you're saying, and I, and I feel bad because they, they, I mean, they speak English, but their accent is just too thick. Well, go to Charleston, South Carolina, where um, I basically grew up most of my um, um, teenage years and you know younger years. They have a, um, a Gullah Geechee accent. I grew up there and still don't know how to use their accent. Don't know what the hell they're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I didn't grow up there. I mean, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't born into the language. I. I came upon the language like when I was like, you know, 10 or 11, 12 years old. It was too late. You know what I'm saying? They speak yeah. some African dialect that I can't even put a grasp on. But they understand each other back and forth. But they can't write that shit on paper and therefore can't pass exams. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> but. but. All right. Let, let, yeah, go ahead. Hit us with the thing. You're going to have to give us blurs, baby, because we only got four to five minutes. Let's go. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with I'm, – I'm going back a little bit here, but I'm going to start with Stacey Dash. And – uh I know Stacey really Dash. Talk about that bitch. Really talk about that bitch. Next. <laughs> <laughs> really? Really? 
Yeah, uh, we don't want to talk about people that matter. She don't matter, man. Next, let's talk about Black Lives Matter. matter. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll skip that over. But uh, how how about Steve Harvey? Yeah, we no, okay. fuck him. He's a cool next. <laughs> <laughs> what about Omarosa? Let's go to Omarosa. You mean, cool you, mean Trump, you, you mean you mean Omarosa, <laughs> aka Trump's African American? No, she's a cool net. Let's go, man. What about the other African, Ben Carson? At least Ben Carson has a degree. Coon King, King Coon. (laughs) I'll give Ben Carson one thing. Uh, At least it seems like he wants to try and help. But the thing with. What did I say? I said, how? I said, it seems that way. But the thing with Ben Carson is, and I think Ricky Velez from uh, God, I forgot what show that was. It just got canceled just last year. But he said something that 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 stuck out to me. He said, um, "We're laughing at Ben Carson, and then we're gonna feel guilty when we find out that there's really something wrong with him." Like if I saw oh. Ben Carson now, I I would never let him operate on me. Yeah, and he's like, well, he's he, like told, he don't even operate no more. Don't play yourself. I know, but I'm just saying, just looking at him now, it's just like, that guy? You know what happened? He it's had sad. a stroke. He had a mild stroke, which messed up his left side. And he said, y'all laughing at a stroke victim. I don't like that. That shit ain't cool, y'all. Well, that's the thing. I, well, and I, I never knew that. I never knew he had a stroke. No, I just made that okay, up. Okay, so. Oh. <laughs> I was about to say, what does that have to do with his competency? <laughs> no. You, have you ever had a stroke? Have you ever had a stroke? No. No. Well, I've had a stroke, and let me tell you what a stroke did to me. A stroke removed, I used to be what they call a genius, 168, 169 IQ. I now have an IQ of a slightly above average person. Took away 30 IQ points. Hmm. That's what it does. It kills your brain. It kills parts of your brain. Right. So what I'm saying is is that if that was, if that is the case or was the case for him, his competency is not you know, adequate enough to run housing and urban development. And I agree okay, with that's that. Okay, that's fine. What's Trump's excuse? Yeah. He's not competent either. No one in the administration is competent. Yeah. That's oh, no, the thing. no. Pence is competent. He's competent to send us all to damn concentration camps. Get them niggas in them motherfucking gates. Well, put it like put this. Put a serial code on but them. Like they but listen do. to this. How about if they did that, right? But they did it geniusly. They all seem so incompetent. Like, everything they want to do, they can't do it. Like, deceive me. Deceive Let me tell you a little me. secret. But the they... serial numbers are now cell phones. We already got us. We, we got we already They already got us. <laughs> Good gracious. Like, everybody just seems so incompetent. Now, my, my thing is this, right? Someone like Betsy DeVos or somebody like Rex Tillerson, right? Rex Tillerson is, Rex Tillerson is in it for him. Yeah. Tillerson is in it for himself. Oh, you know what I'm uh-huh. he, he just wants to roll back those uh, sanctions that Obama placed, make that deal with Russia, make that uh, $500 billion. Uh, Betsy DeVos wants to privatize education. I think, that, right. I think that Ben Carson wants to help, but the problem is he's in way over his head. He's never ran anything as big as HUD. HUD is huge. Billions of dollars. You don't think that St. John's is as big as HUD? Have you seen how effed up HUD is? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying HUD doesn't need uh, a little bit of reform, 
But I mean, at least Ben Carson's not trying to destroy HUD. If he does destroy HUD, it's not because he wanted to. It's because he's not qualified for the job, as opposed to Betsy DeVos, who wants to destroy public education and privatize it and make it voucherized. Or Rex Tillerson, who's hey, a mixture of both. People doing hitting up the hitting up the Senate. It's, uh, I, I, Impact is working, calling in. They they they're on the fence. Now we just got to make sure that they know that they're not going to make a round two if they keep fucking with us. Yeah. Well, the thing with Betsy DeVos is that they had two Democratic, uh, I'm sorry, two Republican senators who kind of jumped ship. So it was um, Susan Collins of Maine and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. They uh, jumped ship and went to the Democratic side. So now it's a 50-50 split, but the problem is is that now uh, Mike Pence is going to be the tiebreaker. So they were saying that uh, with Pence, there would be the first time a vice president has been the deciding vote on a nomination, and the first time a vice president has had to break a Senate tie since March 2008 with Dick Cheney cast a deciding vote on a package of tax cuts. So she's facing a lot of opposition. So the fact that, I mean, in all the other nominations that actually passed, it's been partisan. So it's basically just all the Republicans voting and then all the Democrats voting on their side. This is the first time we've had uh, in these nominations we've had people jump ship. So that's kind of uh, big. Speaking of the and uh, the Democrats on our on on that side, I think they're going to have a hard time as well because they confirmed every nominee except for Betsy DeVos, and that's troubling for the Democrats. Well, that's troubling that our own people did that. Well, the thing right. is. Um, because on, I mean, if the Republicans were going to win it anyway, why not just vote against them? Right. Just to say that you voted against them, and right. that I mean, it obviously the Democrats aren't listening to their. Well, base. I mean, I don't care if you voted against for or against for or because oh, they're the Republicans. Let's vote against them. Are they the Democrats? We're going to vote against them. I don't necessarily care about that. I care the fact that you vote for your constituents, and if you vote just to be like, hey, we all. We're all in the same gang. Look at the people they voted in. Now, if they weren't worthy of that position, I find that very, very troubling. And I hope right. that the well, polls reflect that when they get for this, when it's time for re-election, that people remember this right here. You did. Yep. That's the problem. Progressives and liberals that voted against Hillary Clinton, they are going to remember, and that's the that's the key because you have to remember, progressives and liberals are very much engulfed in politics. They know what's going on. They know who's doing what, and they remember. So two years from now, four years from now, and eight years from now, they're going to remember who did what. And Elizabeth Warren voting for every confirmation is going to be bad. And Elizabeth Warren's seat is not safe. And you would figure she would be in that same vein as like Al Franken, who was basically just right. going to be a senator until he's gone. And w- one thing that hurt Elizabeth Warren is not backing Bernie Sanders. So exactly. that already made her seat unsafe. So voting – I mean she voted for Ben Carson because Carson made some promises or something like that. But Carson is a Republican. When has a Republican ever really kept a promise? Like never. Well, shit. I would have just – if I was a Democrat really at promise? this time – Don't play yourself, Merck. That's true. That's true. But we have the lesser of two evils at this point. And if we're trying to win and we're trying to strat and you know strategize, what I need the Democrats to do is to say, I need to go on record as not supporting Donald Trump. 
and his administration and the incompetency of the administration. 99% of that administration on the confirmations that he's trying to put through are incompetent or either they just don't know enough about the department that they're trying to head. So I would yeah. rather go on record as saying that I didn't vote for the, those not those confirmations. So right. that way in 2018, we're going in strong and we don't have to worry about it. Not right now. It's a toss up and we can have eight years of this guy. Well, and, and you know what? I'll <laughs> no, you ain't got to worry I'll... about that. Trust me, you ain't got to worry about that. Oh, no, no, no. That, no, right? no you have to worry about it because it all depends on what the Democrats do. I mean, I told my friend, if Hillary were to – I mean, even after going through everything I'm going through now with Trump, right, if Hillary ran again in 2020, I wouldn't vote for her. <laughs> and I know because it would mean that the Democrats learned nothing. If you put up a corporate stooge in 2020, the progressives are not going to vote for them. You look at somebody like Cory Booker, right? You have one day Cory Booker is being what he's supposed to be, which is a crusader, fighting against Jeff Sessions' nomination. Then two days later, he votes against – with oh, what, like 11 other Democrats. They vote against uh, a bill that would have gave cheaper drugs to uh, U.S. citizens from Canada, citing some BS uh, concerns about drug safety in Canada. In Canada, and whose regulations that's are stricter than ours. That's a strong concern for liberals, and Cory Booker might as well count himself out. Yeah. Oh, he, he said he, they said he was going to run for president. I'm like, Especially yeah. when he knows how Pfizer and those companies up there in the Jersey, Connecticut, and New York area, how they get down, not only with the, um, the high prices of the pharmaceuticals, but the damage it does to the environment. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, all those Democrats who voted against that bill, they all took money from Big Pharma. So even after all the BS that Hillary had to endure, I didn't listen to any of it. But that was my main concern, that she was arm in arm with all these corporations. And no matter how much of a crusader you are, like Cory Booker, once they tug on your leash, you have to go where they want you to go. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what Oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. What are they going to do? Give me my money back? No, it don't work like that. Unless you're trying to say, I want more money. Give me more money, master. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck out the my thing face, is, they, they depend Compton on that. Fuck Compton for life in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? West Coast, nigga. What? But they, they depend on that on that money, though. <laughs> that's the thing. They get, they get hooked on that uh, that corporate money, and they feel they need it to win they elections. Do. But you have somebody money like Bernie who didn't even have a super pack. He was neck and neck I with Hillary. Money, money up there with crack cocaine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it <laughs> is. It's a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> money but is a I, hell of a drug. But but do like Bernie Sanders. The best way to 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 kick that habit is to never start. Right. So Bernie Sanders. Did, I mean, he ran against Hillary Clinton. He didn't even have a super pack, and he won 22 states in the primary. So it so it can be done, but they just don't. But it's just easier to have a corporation write you a check, as opposed to connecting with the people. That's why we Most need, of these people aren't need to make people. a super pack. It's a dollar, two dollars, three dollars a month per person. You know what I'm saying? However many African Americans and Black people and Latinos it take, or white people that are concerned about the the the, the, the good of all. We can make mm-hmm. a super pack if we put our minds to it. It ain't, it ain't uh, the largest membered one with the little bit of money per person. You dig? Right. Mm-hmm. But we don't think like that. Our minds ain't designed like that. Why is that? Because that we think I don't that know. Big packs, 
have to be big, 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 big pockets. Big cats don't have to be big pockets. They just have to be big in population and big in ideas. That's true. I mean, you well, figure like black this. Black population has the big. They're, they're one of the most biggest pockets of um, expendable income. Yeah, but look what we wait. Look what we spend it at on cars that we on cars that you have to be serviced every for three to four and five times a regular car. Never own houses in the most for the most part. Paying rent that goes up every single month. You know, saying buying clothes yeah. and blouse and bling, coat yeah. bags and Bernie Boonie and Duke and you know all that red bottom <laughs> motherfucking heels and shit. You know what I'm saying? Now put put it like this: I, some people, the richest white person, they kind of wear the same clothes every day. Look at um, <laughs> look at the guy who owns Facebook. Very plain Jane type of cat. Look at Bill Gates uh-huh. for the most part a very plain cat. You look at um somebody like Puffy. How Steve, Steve Jobs wore the is. same black turtleneck every day. Yeah. All right. Every and time Bill Gates got his haircut at, at, at the barber college. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, why well, waste my brain power on what to wear? I just wear the same type of thing every day. No, no thought process mm-hmm. in it. So I can spend that brain power on something else. I, I'll tell you this. I almost won the lottery. It wouldn't have been for a hell of a lot of money. It would have been maybe like a couple hundred grand. But I joke with my brother about this all well, the shit, time. Don't forget about my student loans, baby. What's up? What's up? Hey. <laughs> but uh, but I, I, I and, and truthfully, I won like two hundred bucks. But if I had if I was one digit up, if I had a thirty instead of a uh, a twenty nine, uh, I would have won like two hundred grand. But That's um, crazy. but I joke with my brother about that all the time. We talk about like you know winning like the big lottery, like something like Powerball, which I don't play because mm-hmm. it's a scam. But he figures if you have all that money, then you have to change your lifestyle. And I'm like, no, I don't. You know, you know what would change if I had twenty million dollars? My shirts would be ironed. You know what would change if I had twenty million dollars? My zip code, shit, my American citizenship. <laughs> I'm I know that's I'm, right. I'm not saying I'd stay in my apartment, but I'm just saying, aside from buying like a nice house or something like that, like I'm not going to all of a sudden start eating caviar I get and some of those, um, driving a Rolls Royce. I'm like, I don't need all contact. that stuff. So I have like an 80, 100-inch TV that's part of my brain system. Like I'm a, I have a, a a head display right in my head. You know, you know they are they already out, but I can't afford it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just say I have the newest yeah. phone because you know we get those every year anyway. There's, back in the day, it was like there was a there was a tier system. Like only the rich rich could get a certain phone, and then there was the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Now everybody got the same phone. There ain't no difference between rich and poor when it comes to phones. You know what I'm saying? You got yeah. that right. Everybody has an iPhone. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Or the S6 or S7. Mhm. Just like out in California. You know what? I was reading uh today. We digress about the motherfucker. Get back on task. Get back on task, Mark. We already are. We so damn far off topic at the damn time. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that cheap segue in there. But um <laughs> Do you guys know what a sanctuary city is? Yes. A sanctuary city, like Miami or something like that. Yeah. California, so New York. Yeah, basically just cities that don't enforce uh, immigration laws or don't spend extra money to enforce immigration laws. Uh, one of right. Trump's uh, executive orders has a clause in there to defund sanctuary cities. California is like, look, now we- you know, you want to you defund sanctuary cities? How about this? We become a sanctuary state. So they're filing a lawsuit that would allow them to become a sanctuary state. So Trump was on an interview with Fox News, 
and he basically threatened to defund California. Here's the thing about California that Trump doesn't realize because he's too busy watching cartoons and you know Nickelodeon Reality. all day. California is the sixth largest hey, economy cartoons. in the world, not in the country, in the world. California is the only one of the only states, if not the only state, that does not get a return on investment on their taxes. They're only getting seventy eight cents uh, to uh, to the dollar. Because they pay more in taxes than they take back in from the government. So basically, mm-hmm. when you have all these southern states, I'm like, oh, California, which you're fancy, cat food for your caviar for your cats, and, you know, your shoes, and your food and shit like that. They don't realize that California is keeping them from being broke. Nine out of the ten poorest states in the union are red states. It's funded by California. Yeah. So if California were to, I don't know, secede from the union like Texas has been threatening to do for the entire – California has threatened to do it as well. Yeah, but the thing is California probably has – they could probably do it. It wouldn't be easy. (laughs) It wouldn't be easy, but they could do it. And then you have Washington State, and then you also have Oregon Mm -hmm. who are fighting against Trump too. I mean – Chicago is a sanctuary city. Uh, New York City is a sanctuary city. Denver is a sanctuary city. You know, so if he fights against all these cities, I mean, you figure a state like uh, Colorado, you know, who knows what they do? But California would fight back, and if they say, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna defund you," California would just say, "All right, we'll just stop paying taxes." I'm already ready to stop paying taxes because I don't want to pay for Donald Trump's son $100,000 security detail that is helping to fund his businesses and overseas and his 400, what is it, his million dollar per day uh, tax revenue that's going to protect Trump towers. I don't want to pay taxes on that stuff. Well, well, why is that much money going and I to Trump towers? And I don't want to pay to build no wall either. Well, why is you all know, that money? Why is a day going to Trump Towers? I didn't even know that. Because oh, he's because, the president, and we have to protect his assets. Yeah, and, and we well, we have, we have to protect uh, Melania because Melania so is still in. Uh, why is she mandated to come to the White House? Why does she get to stay there and spending more money to go out that way? Yeah. Don't you it's see call- the double standard? Yeah, it's costing one point two million dollars a day to protect Melania and her and her son while they're in New York. So basically, you know, I, I don't want to feel sorry for Melania and her love with marriage because she, she married for money. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Melania wakes up every morning with hard nipples, laying next to Donald, laying next to that, laying next to that orange stained bitch sheet every day? He didn't marry Donald because he's handsome or dashing. She married him for the money. So I think when, Melania is a Russian spy, if you ask me. But that's my, that's my conspiracy theory for the day. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm confused. I'm confused. A million dollars a day, like three hundred and sixty-five million dollars a year. I mean, what? Really? Yes. For, uh, per day. For secret, yeah, for the Secret Service to to protect her all the way over there in New York. That don't make and no they're sense. just protecting Trump Tower. Tower. Yeah. Well, well, why? Is that allowed? Has to go to the, it, the same security has to go to Mar-a-Lago in Florida. 
to his vacation winter White House home. Yeah. You figure when, 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 when Obama was president, of course, his family relocated to D.C., so it just made things easier. So it's not like it doesn't cost when they go places, but it's all in one place. So now you have – we got to pay for Trump's goofy-ass fucking sons to go on uh, business you know, here and there. And it a costs, business that he was supposed to sever ties with. Right. A blind trust does not go to your children. That is not a blind trust. A blind trust – George Bush had a blind trust. He had an actual blind trust. Trump doesn't have a okay, blind wait. trust. Let's talk about the Bushes real quick. Can we give it up for the Bushes for showing up at the Super Bowl yesterday after they was dead last week in the hospital talking about they was dead? And they was like, oh, we can't come to your inauguration because we did. And then next thing you know, they was at the Super Bowl yesterday <laughs> like, go Tom Brady. Well, they had they like, had to support yes, Tom Brady. You know, Tom Brady is just part of him and Bill Belichick and all them, you know. Bill Belichick actually wrote a letter, like a fan letter, to uh, – to Trump, you know, supporting Trump. You know, Brady's a big Trump fan. You know, they, they got to stick with their own. I'm pretty sure that, like, Matt Ryan's children got threatened or something like that because there was no way they should have lost that game. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-mm. You know, and I'm glad I didn't watch it because I would I would have broke my television. I would have been like that guy. Exactly. There, was a video, there was a video of a guy when, uh, when the Panthers lost the Super Bowl. It was this old man, and uh, I guess they were watching – you know, they were taping them watching the game, and the old man mm-hmm. blew a gasket when when the Panthers mm-hmm. lost, and he just destroyed the television. And he couldn't even say Cam Newton; he was so mad. He's like, "Damn you, Fig Newton!" That would have been me. Um, With Atlanta, if, if, if I had watched the Patriots come back, the Patriots are basically the epitome of the death of the American dream because it means that just like Trump, you could lie, you could cheat, you could steal. And then at the end of the day, you're going to go to that Hall of Fame. You're going to get everything you've ever dreamed of, even though you're a piece of shit like Tom Brady, that you will get everything you've ever dreamed of. So you don't have to follow. Evil always prevails. It always prevails. They say good prevails, but it never seems to work out that way in real life. You know know where good prevails? Fairy tales. And I don't mean to be. That is true. I don't mean to be defeatist, but I mean. You got people, people who I know, who work hard all their lives and have nothing to show for it. They did everything nothing. right. They didn't do drugs. They didn't get arrested. They didn't do any. They went to school. They did everything right. And at the end of the day, they have nothing to show for it. And you have somebody like Trump who could start a fake university, fleece people out of $175 million, only pay $25 million in restitution, and he's the fucking president. So – why shouldn't I be robbing liquor stores and banks right now? Why shouldn't Meanwhile, I be starting a criminal organization? When he wanted Obama's high school records and his college records, and it showed that Barack Obama was a straight A student all the way from high school to college, what are his educa- What does his records, his school records, look like? I'd like to know because I like to think that he is probably worse than George Bush. George Bush was a C student. I'm pretty sure Trump was like a D minus. You know, it's funny. I, I was watching. Uh, I'm a big fan of The Simpsons, and George. Uh, no, I said George Burns. Mr. Burns had an illegitimate son, and they were trying to get him into college. So the, it's customary that if your son doesn't have good grades, that they have to make a donation to get him in. To get 
Mr. Burns' son into college, they would have had to build the college an international airport because that's how bad his grades were. I would imagine Trump was the same way. Like I'm pretty sure uh, Trump's dad had to shell out a lot of money to get – Trump can't read. Have you seen the video of Trump at the deposition over his apartments? No. He Someone can't told read. Me today, and I didn't believe it. He can't read. He is not. I mean, when he when he does his speeches, he doesn't read the teleprompter. He just basically mm-hmm. just says what's on the top of his head because he can't read. He's not writing these executive or he doesn't even write his own tweets. He dictates his tweets to other people and they write it for him. He actually said that in one of his uh, one of his rallies. That Someone he had told so- me that today, and I just didn't believe it. Are you, what are you going to do, Rich? Ain't you going to allow motherfuckers to do shit for you, especially if you're ridiculously rich? If I'm rich, I'm not going to masturbate my own dick. I'm going to tell the motherfucking whoever I hired that shit for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the thing is, he doesn't do it because he's rich. He doesn't do it. He does it because he can't read. Well, I that's, do that's it because I'm not very good at masturbating. So, yeah, it works. You know what I'm saying? If you got the money, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, you but need it, help. It's, it's, it's absolutely pitiful that people look at someone like Trump and they see uh, David Cross has a special on, uh, on Netflix and he does, mm-hmm. he talks about, talks about Trump. Check it out when you get a chance. Like just skip to the Trump part. Who? I mean, What's the whole, I like David Cross, but he's not everybody's cup of tea. I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Now. But he talks about Trump and he talks about how these people have to, how they feel like Trump is one of them. Like all these Southern states. He's like, you know, Trump's just like me born and raised in New York city. Born with a two hundred well, million know, dollar trust stupid fund. Stupid might recognize stupid. Yeah. Dumb might recognize dumb, and they might be onto something. I'll tell you hey, one Mark, thing about that Trump. Wasn't New York. That wasn't a New York accent. That didn't sound real New Yorkish to me. That sounded more like I don't know, fucking Kentucky shit. Exactly, <laughs> because you got these people <laughs> from Kentucky and all these other states who think Trump is just like an every man, just like them. Put it like this: the only thing Trump has ever been good at is cheating people. Trump is a world-class con man. When it comes Hell to conning people... That's why people, he's on his third wife, and that's why that yeah. be fucking side-eyeing him. He probably cheated on her already. Motherfucking yeah. grabbing a pussy-type-ass motherfucker. Well, and it's going to be easier <laughs> because she's all the way in New York. <laughs> you know? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what? I find this conversation to be real funny. We talking mad shit like the white people was talking shit about Obama. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> now the only thing is The only difference between us the and them is, is that, that They were lying about Obama Yeah they had to make shit up about Obama We don't have to make this stuff up It's all right there You know I mean I bet you, that, I bet you he has to pay the, 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 the CIA Not the CIA The Secret Service extra money like how Kennedy used to do When he used to fuck around with Marilyn Monroe and shit You dig what I'm saying mm-hmm. <laughs> Put it like this in Vegas right now, there are 17 to 1 odds that uh, Trump and Melania are going to get divorced before he, before he leaves office. 17 to 1 Dang odds. Yeah. She ain't going nowhere. I mean, if she did get a break, she'll get a clean break. She'll get a cool couple of million, but uh-huh. nah, she And will we still have to cover the – will she still get covered by the CIA? Not the CIA. Secret Service if they get divorced? Probably because of the kid. If it was just her, probably Man, not, little, but because, but because of the kid. Man, that little autistic fucker, we fuck him. 
gosh. You better not say that, man, because she might get sued. Where's the PC police? Let me tell you something. Girl, PC, what, people of color? Here we are. Hey, hey. Put it like this. (laughs) Fox News dogged uh, Obama's daughters. Every time they blew their nose. They did. Fox News was was all on them, but... Uh, one uh, a writer for uh, NBC, I think she wrote for Saturday Night Live. She made a mm-hmm. she made a tweet about uh, Baron Trump, and she said that Baron Trump is going to be the world's first homeschool shooter. And I thought that was funny, but she got fired. Homeschool what shooter? Yeah, that's fucked up. Mass shooter. <laughs> yeah. Right. But um, she got fired for that. They fired her. You know, she had to delete her Twitter account. That was, and a, that was the PC me. police. And see, yeah. okay, so let's talk about that because I well, had a friend today post on Facebook. <laughs> right. So listen, though, I had a friend on Facebook today. He's a black conserv- uh, conservative liberal. Oh Jesus! And, well, fuck uh, him. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But he posted a post about. Uh, PC, the left being too PC and, uh, you know, oversensitive and all of this stuff. But now, mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's not even just now. It's like, haven't we been known that the right is actually more PC? They actually want to do, like, racist, xenophobic, uh, the worst shit ever, but they don't want to be called what they are. You know, I'll tell you something. Right before that video, remember that video where Richard Spencer got punched in the face? And I, and I found right. out he got punched twice in the same day. Did mm-hmm. not know that. But in one of the videos where he got punched, right before, a woman called him a Nazi, and he was like, I'm not a Nazi. And I'm like, really? Because you kind of are a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a Nazi. But do you not know white. what these I words hate mean? That are not pure. I hate yeah. niggas. I hate Jews. I hate Hispanics and them cheeky-ass fuckers. Yeah. I'm not a Nazi. I just want to establish white power. Yeah. You are a Nazi. You are. No, you so are. then I'm a Nazi because I want to establish black power. Come on, man. I don't know about that. Well, no, the actual it's white supremacy, so that's not going to work. Yeah. You need to come up with a what new term. What about black supremacy? We were here first. You then you're a panther and queen. Then you're a panther. Fucking emperor. Huh? That makes you a black panther. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the now, Black Panthers were never, ever terrorists. They never attacked outwardly. They only defended themselves, but it were labeled terrorists. And now that now that Trump, this was the talking point, Trump took over, he took, he, he erased, he took all the white supremacist people off the terror watch thing. But yet and and he did it in a very, he did it in a very slick way. He didn't come out and say, I'm taking white supremacists like the KKK off of the watch list. He did it by just saying, you know what, we're going to focus solely on Islamic terrorism. Exactly. And that, and that took the white supremacists off the list. And the KKK Twitter was going crazy. They were loving it. They were like, you know, we're free. And the media isn't even talking about it. We're the free. That's why free. I say no, it's all free. smoke and mirrors. <laughs> we, he's not that stupid. He knows exactly what he's doing. You, the media and, the, you know, citizens, you just need to see behind the mirrors, because mm-hmm. it's a lot of stuff that's going on that is happening, and we're focused on the things he wants us to focus on. Now, you're, you're absolutely right, except for one thing. Trump doesn't know what he's doing. Steve Bannon knows what he's doing. Exactly. That's, that's the thing. Trump, that other guy, that Pence guy knows what he's doing. 
Okay, so we'll say Mike Pence, Mike Pence, Steve Bannon, and uh, Rance Previtz, however you say his damn name, they all know what they're doing. Well, Rance Previtz is more of a toad. He's kind of like a, a slug. He's just there to yeah, just grin awkwardly. He don't, doesn't do you better, shit. You best to know he whispering in that motherfucker's ear. Yeah, Trust but Ryan's, exactly. Ryan's, Ryan's previous is a yes man. He's basically, he's basically as CM Punk would call him, a nonsensical, glad hand, glad handing douchebag yes man. Basically but what he, he is. He's going to be the one that's overseeing, make sure that things go smoothly now on, him and right. Kushner. So I believe that those little uh, puppet masters, they know what's going on. They know what they're doing. They have a plot and they have a plan. And Donald Trump also knows what's going on. This, you, know, you can't tell me they haven't told him what's going on, what the Put it plan like this. is. Put it like this. With, with Trump, he's, his days are numbered. And not because for, uh, for an impeachment to happen, oh, it can't like just go. What are you saying, bro? It can't just go all <laughs> Democrats, right? It has to be the Republicans. I mean, it has to be like I think like two thirds or something like that. I have to look it up again. But the Republicans have to be on board. Basically, once the Republicans get everything they want, Trump is expensive. They're... So once I mean, so, I, I feel that as well. So once they get everything they want, once Trump messes up, which he does every day, then all of a sudden they'll just be like, you know what? If the Democrats come up for impeachment, the Republicans will go along with it, get them out of the way, and then they get Pence, which is who they wanted okay, in the first. So, well, I feel like they did – I think they kind of – you see that now with the uh, nomination of George uh, – the Kushich judge. And mm-hmm. I, you can see now that like a week ago or before he nominated the uh, Supreme Court justice, about a week ago, you know, then, the Republicans, then. right, just about a week ago, y'all was going along with everything he said. And now today, y'all are, you know, I completely do not condone what he says about the Russians. And they're not so much on the Trump bandwagon as they were last week. Yeah. But you know what? That's all for show. Because you figure, you remember uh, Mitt Romney. A.K.A. Thurston Howell III, A.K.A. Burlington J. Monocle III. Um, you remember when he had this whole this scathing thing against Donald Trump about how Trump right. was not president. And the thing is, everything that Romney said about Trump was 100% correct. But then when Trump became president, who was sitting there at the table trying to get that uh, Secretary of State job, Mitt Romney? And then Trump See what Mitt Romney didn't right know that there I was can't a go for that. No, no, no candle. I don't think Romney knew how deceptive and how egregious this administration was going to be, and where he would have no place in it. Because I mean, Romney is a douchebag, but I don't think he was, you know, that much of a douchebag that he would want to get, you know, he wouldn't go along with most of the stuff that they're doing. Right, and I, I figure between between what the people that Obama beat, place he would have did whatever Massa told him to do. Cause white people can be slaves too. That's true. <laughs> they are, like, as we can see. Yeah. Only difference is they get pensions. Right. <laughs> right. And insurance, and insurance that 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 towers way over ours on any given day, and, with and, no and deductibles I, I, or no premiums. Put it like this. I thought about running for Congress in my, you know, I live in Raleigh and I thought about running for Congress. I figured, you know you what, should. I have no money. 
I have no donors. I have one sport coach. Yeah. That's enough. Because it's really <laughs> not a whole lot of And I'm going to say I mean, look how many people ran uncontested. Just get on one of them bandwagons. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to say this to you, and I'm going to say this to the listeners as well. There, um, if you go to you mean the one guy that's, listening? G- that's what's up. <laughs> Shut up. G O T V G O T V. If you go to that uh, hashtag, and I can't remember the congressman's name. He's uh, Charlotte in the Charlotte district, but they are starting. They're looking for new up and coming um, candidates, and you know people who are looking to run. If you think you have what it, you know, if you if somebody you can nominate somebody if you know somebody, um, or yourself. Now is if that you under, run oh is that under under Justice Democrats? No, it's not under the Justice Democrats. It's under the uh, I forgot his name. Hold on, actually I have the email, but it's under G O T V is the hashtag. Well, I ain't got enough it's, followers it's a, yet. I gotta get my followers up to five thousand first. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you need to get out there and run. Because I'm trying to tell you, these Democrats that we have right now, they're going to lose. Big league. <laughs> the GOTV, right? GOTV, yeah. It's, um... All right, all right, all right, all right. Senator but, Jeff Jackson, look him up. We ain't getting none of that much. <laughs> <laughs> Senator Jeff Jackson, Game Plan, North Carolina. And I'm late to my damn hospital call. Fucking with y'all, shit. <laughs> you know, I I don't mind so much. I I, I kind of like when it flows like this. So you know, it, it's it's all good. It's definitely all good. But uh. We got a few minutes left. Uh, basically, just just what's on the just. Actually, one more thing to bring up before we uh, before we wrap it up. Uh, ooh. Nah, you got we on we I ain't, I ain't near the console, so keep going. It just won't, oh, okay. it just won't stream out the wildfire. It's still record. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uber, right? Mm-hmm. People were people Uber. were boycotting Uber. Because of uh, when they had the protests in New York at the uh, at the airport, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember that. Boycotting the travel ban. Uh, the cabs were boycotting, the regular cabs. Uber was still running. And then on top of that, the whole time during the protest, they were doing the surge pricing, making Yo. it more expensive. So uh-huh. uh, a lot of people were boycotting Uber. Uber. And then that's what we got. Come to, L-Y-S-P, homie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But come to find out that the CEO of Uber is part of like Trump's uh, economic team, and he, he actually was, dropped. But he stepped down. He yeah. stepped down. You know. So Matt, I mean, you still ain't fucking with Uber. <laughs> just on principle, I don't care how good of a deal they got. I just ain't fucking with them no more. Yeah. I I, I figure it like this. I, I you know. I live across the street from, I mean, my new apartment, if, if I get approved for it, fingers crossed, I'm across the street from the mall. So I don't have to Uber anywhere anymore. I'm self contained now. Crabtree? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm moving to, uh, to Cary. Oh, so I'm okay. near uh, Cary Town Center. So. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a nice area. Yeah. Mm hmm. So. But, um, 
So some of these protests we... are really starting to to work. And put it like this, and uh, and and I didn't think we were going to talk about it today, so I didn't get the article. So if I have, I'm a little haphazard. I apologize, but there were uh, senators and lawmakers in I think it was in Virginia. They're running mm-hmm. scared, literally, because. They're having these town hall meetings, and they think it's going to be like eight or nine people who are just going to come up and just, and just you know, shower them with love and affection. No, you have 300 people showing up at these town hall meetings wanting to know why you're trying to take away their Obamacare. And one kid, he was 21 years old. He has a heart condition. He actually told his lawmaker, please don't repeal the ACA. I need this to live. Please don't kill me. His parents That's- probably voted for Donald Trump. Well, and that's the thing. He voted for Trump. He's an independent, but he exactly. voted for Trump. Now, my exactly. thing is, you know what? My so favorite. So I said, kill yourself. You kill yourself. <laughs> you killed yourself. How are you going to be mad? Yeah. One you of my favorite tweets. Playing? One of my favorite tweets, and I, and I took a clip of it and I posted it on Facebook, is, uh, I can't believe a leopard ate my face, says woman who voted for a leopard eating faces party. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what this what this kid did. He voted for Trump. That that was part of his platform. It wasn't like Trump just I don't get it. I became don't get president. Thing. Like, ha ha! I'm a douchebag. That was his platform from day one. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? Leopard? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you the tweet, uh, Blue. I, I I have I have it saved on my computer. But um, okay. it, it's basically uh. Yeah, now these people, there, there's a, a hashtag for Trump regrets of people who voted for Trump who are now regretting it. But my thing is this. They were perfectly okay with people like me uh, dying under Trump. But now that it's coming back on them, now they're like, well, I can't believe I voted for you. Okay? I'll say one thing that, um, that we got from James Baldwin from the uh, movie last week is that uh, I, I once go you see tell that. a man... You have to see it. Everybody should go see it. But once you can, once you can tell a man that, you know, you're poor, you're nothing, but you're not a nigger, or you're not one of them, you're not a Muslim, they will be willing, more than willing, to enslave and to oppress someone else, even in their own condition. And that was another thing Martin Luther King said to the jailer that uh, when he was in Birmingham was mm-hmm. that you need to be out here marching with us. Yeah, it's that division. Uh, what was it? Uh, Lyndon B. John and I had to verify this because I'm like, wow, a president said this. He says if you tell uh, the lowliest white man that he is better than the best black man, he will not notice when you're picking his pockets. Matter of fact, you give him someone to look down on, he'll empty his pockets for you. Oh, and a lot that's of these, a lot of these Trump voters, go, I need to repost that. Post that somewhere. I need to repost that shit. That's the realest shit I heard all day. And I've been doing therapy all day. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that's the thing, though. Uh, people just need someone to look down on. It doesn't that's matter true. who it is. You know, instead of working together, you know, it was kind of like when my father told me that uh, he had to sue to get into the union. Right? Now, this is back in like the, the early 70s. 40s? Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, it was, it was really like no hard feelings because once he got in, uh, when he won his case, 
he could have, you know, sued for damages and all this other horseshit, but he didn't do that. He said, all I want is my union card. Uh, let me tell you how much there was no hard feelings. The guy that he sued, his son was at my mom's funeral. That's how much there was no hard feelings. But the thing is, when they had all these unions and they were keeping out African-Americans and stuff like that, they were like, you're idiots. Because if you had let them in, it would strengthen your numbers. But they run that playbook and into the ground. Because all we doing is tipping them hoes anyway. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the thing is, they, they keep people divided by because they don't want them to work together. You figure exactly. if, Dem- if Democrats and Republicans talked long enough, you're going to find that middle ground where you could just say, hey, you know what? We're both getting screwed here. And if but you talk to a Christian, a Muslim, and a Buddhist, and a Judas, Oh, you'll find that they basically are praying to the same God and have the same principles. Oh, you better speak on it. Yeah, exactly. But the, the thing same is, God that you're praying to is the same God that's giving Trump all his victories. Yeah, but put it like this, right? You think of somebody like no, like, like Tommy Lauren, Star Wars, right? Go ahead, say your point. I'm gonna say my Star Wars reference. Go ahead. Yeah, you have somebody like Tommy Lauren, and I enjoyed watching Tommy Lauren get her ass kicked on Bill Maher last week. Uh, I don't think she got her ass. I think they were too soft on her. They were too soft on her, though. Yeah. They were way too soft on her. I think Trevor Noah was too soft on her, too. But I think they were, because, I mean, when she made that point saying that white people are just as persecuted as black people, that dude was like, you're fucking crazy. What like, planet is that that's, on? Like, is that like, like an that's not even fat? <laughs> but the problem is, if somebody says something politically, right, not even a Tommy Long, just an, an ordinary everyday person, and you could disagree with them, but you could debate them on it, right, and at least find that middle ground. When you have people walking around saying that white people are just as persecuted as black people, what do you say to that other than you're a fucking moron? You say, you know? shut the hell up. Yeah, and, but, but, then, but then when that happens then there's no dialogue. And I think that's the whole thing with people with Fox News, Breitbart, uh, Alex Jones. Honestly, there's no getting through to them. And that's the there's thing. There's no and, talking and, to them, and there's no getting through to them. I talk to them all the time on, like, Facebook yeah. and in person and things of that nature. There's no getting through to them. They've got this idea in their head. The, the only people that in, can get... I break into their homes and tie them up and be like, where's the fucking money at? I talk to them all the fucking time, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the only people that I think can get through to them are pe- uh, people of their own kind. It's time for white people to talk to white people. Moderate, no. liberals, progressive. Talk to your redneck friends and your uncles and your mothers and your fathers and your cousins that your conservative friends and families because... We've done our talking. We've done our marching. We've done our protesting. Yeah. It's time for them to talk to their no, own. But but the problem is, the only thing that is talking doesn't get through you to them. Spend your money. You don't spend your money with them. You spend your money in other places. The best way to get their attention is diverting, is diverting your funds, and that's the strongest message we can ever send. Fuck a Walmart. Fuck a Target. Hello, Mohammed Boluka. Let me buy my goods from your store. Yeah, they might be slightly more, but we're taking it away from corporate America. Without, without money, corporate America has no more impact and no more voice. They gotta, if you just make them lose profit by 10%, not even 10%, 2%, they lose their shirt every single time. That's true. But, um, so what you do is you go to the meat department at Walmart, 
and you, you put a little, you put a dead rat in that packet. You put a dead rat on top of that meat. All right, you go to, um, you know, the storage room and release some rats or something, and let the feces of the, of the rats be in some of the packages and people get it. Oh, why people go, oh, oh my gosh, rat dookie in my packages. Boom, game over. <laughs> Your stock go down $3, and all of a sudden you see exec jumping out of windows. Ah! <laughs> I digress. You I mean, my, you, I didn't take oh, my wait, medicine today. I told myself I was going to take a medicine this week. <laughs> uh, you, you mean you need more rat feces than, than, than is allowable, right? Ah, you <laughs> stupid. I just thought about that myself when I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with water. Well, EPA, you can't report anything. Well, shit, they can't report anything. Let me dump some extra motherfucking pollution in the water. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We, what do you mean? They, they repealed the bill. That Obama had that says that you can't dump coal ash in rivers. And I was telling my friend today, why would Obama need to make a law that says you can't dump toxic coal ash in rivers? And because then they went ahead and dump, dump toxic coal ash in uh, rivers. That brings me to another point. I don't know if you guys watched the town hall with Nancy Pelosi last week, but there was a coal miner <laughs> no. in the audience who, well, I know, I wouldn't want to watch it either, but I watched it today. And there was a coal miner in the audience, and he said that, you know, I don't understand, you know, why people want to take my job or where my job is, when, bring back coal jobs. And I'm like, dude, so you want the black lung disease? That's what you want? You yep. want more people to have? Like, makes no sense. Emphysema and shit, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know, it, it, it's it's kind of funny. When they had... You want uh, more people falling at your face, fuckhead? When they had <laughs> September 11th, right? And they had the, uh, the Zadroga bill that helped the, uh, the September 11th first responders deal with cancer that they got from breathing in all that debris. Right, mm-hmm. you take all that powdered uh, fluorescent lights that they breathed in that they got cancer from. Fucking stalled and stalled and stalled, and when they put up a package, they made it smaller, you know. And this is these are the people who John Stewart called them out because he was like, every time you want to make a point, you keep bringing up September 11th, but now we need to help these people, and you don't want to help them. So if they don't care about the first responders for September 11th, do they give two sports a piss about a coal miner? Come on. Hell no. So I, I don't understand. But the thing is, that's the whole point of being a conservative. You want to conserve your way of life. You want to keep things the same. You don't want to learn new skills. You know? And it's not just the coal miners' fault. It's basically the corporation's fault because they're not adapting. Because as long as they can make money off of coal, they'll make money off of coal. Now, you figure Germany has no sunlight. The sun shines like eight times a year in Germany. They lead the world. They're one of the world leaders, I should say, in, in solar energy. Right? Um, Japan is dropping, what, 300, uh, some, an exorbitant amount of money, like a few uh, hundred billion dollars into renewable energy. And now you got Trump still trying to run pipelines. We can't build a pipeline that doesn't burst. You want to run a pipeline across the heart of the United States, the Keystone XL? Why do you think Obama said no? I think Obama said no due to public uh, public pressure, which is okay oh. because I and feel that's like fine. Do you know public, why? Because exactly. he's listening to that's the people. That's our job. Yeah. That's our job. 
which we haven't been doing in a long time. We've all gotten really lazy, lazy activism, and we just don't participate. But Obama did it just, you know, to respond yeah. to public pressure, but it was still the right choice. But, that's, but that means that he's listening to the people. You figure that's you have true. some of these senators who are, who are shutting their phones off. Like I've been getting numbers to call senators in North Carolina and uh, to call Richard Burr, and at one point he shut his phone off. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just like, all right, I'll, I'll just have to come to your house. But um, it's well, if you have that. to, don't if you're responding to the pressure, it means you're listening to the people. That's the thing. And uh, a lot of these senators are not listening to the people because they're listed just listening to their donors. That's yeah, the sure. problem. So it, it's going to be a brutal. F- Two and a half years Because <laughs> Trump's not going to make it four years I mean you figure on day one He broke the constitution on day one Because he makes money You're not supposed to make money off uh, From foreign entities if you're the president That's in the constitution and itself That being the case I don't understand why so many people Are on Maxine Waters case about her Using the impeachment word He's already breaking the law Yeah He should be impeached already With, you know giving, with being nice I love Maxine Waters. I would, I would, I would have been disappointed if she didn't say it. <laughs> if she didn't bring up impeachment, Maxine Waters—that's that's my homegirl right there. You know, I know every senator and every lawmaker has their has their blemishes. You know, see right. even someone like Bernie Sanders, you got to go back to the '80s to find out something he did wrong. You know, starting out. But I mean, there are just some people who are just going to have your back no matter what. You know, right. I, know I do Bernie. believe at the end of the day, some Democrats, most Democrats, I think, I do believe that they have the working man and the best interests of most of us in, you know, at heart. It's just that mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, they say, I'm going to take a little money on the side. Just yeah. a little on the side, you know. But you have and to actually. And then they get caught up. Yeah. But I mean, for but the thing that, that gets me is that. When a Democrat does something wrong, we as progressives and liberals and we're able you know, to stuff like say that, that, we're able to say it and then we hold our people accountable. Mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell has been a, a senator for 30 years. He hasn't done jack shit in 30 years except enrich himself. Let me ask you a question. How is it that a man who makes, I don't know, $180,000 a year can make $27 million in four years? Does he win the lottery a lot? Like how is no, that possible? he's on the same thing that Jeff Sessions did. Uh, not yeah. Jeff Sessions. What's his uh, um, the um, guy that's going to be his uh, head of uh, health and human services? Oh, I know who you're talking about, but uh, his name is not coming to mind. But yeah, I mean, all that insider, even Pelosi. That's how she got rich before they made it illegal for. Democrats to do insider I mean not Democrats for uh, congressmen to do Insider trading that's how right. a lot of them Got rich because they had that information and They were using it to uh, The stock market Pelosi Was one of the people who was caught up in that You know but In that town hall I did catch One clip from that town hall with Pelosi Where someone mm-hmm. asked her about socialism Because uh, In some of the bigger polls you have uh God, I don't know, like 51, 52% of millennials 
who favor socialism over capitalism. And even though Pelosi did talk about income inequality, she wouldn't just come right out and say, I'm against capitalism. She, she was still like on the tip of like capitalism is great. The problem with capitalism is capitalism only works when it's properly regulated. Every time they loosen regulations, we had a stock market crash. You figure 1929, you know, they loosened all the regulations. Next thing you know, we had a stock market crash between Bill Clinton and George Bush, uh, Bush Jr. They loosened a lot of regulations. You know, matter of fact, gla- they don't start th- distributing some of that yep. wealth pretty soon. The well, poor people are going to be at their back doors. Well, the the, the, the thing about this and, is, and yeah. uh. Socialism is not about redistributing wealth. That's that's more like communism. Socialism is basically more like uh, the people being more involved with the government. Now, I know there's a whole lot of different types of socialism, but Bernie Sanders is more of a democratic socialist. You know, Put it like this. Right. Ger- Germany doesn't have a minimum wage because they have collective bargaining. So basically the employers bargain with, their, uh, with the employees for their wage. So it's pro-union all the way. So um, – and even Australia, their minimum wage is like $16, $17 because it's tied to inflation. So you figure, oh, the minimum wage is $17 an hour. They're, uh, they're swimming in women. Nope, not at all. But uh, they're not starving because the minimum wage is tied to inflation. So when inflation goes up, minimum wage goes up to match that. I'll put it like this. My mom – when my mom, uh, she was a stay-at-home mom, so she only started working when we got old enough to take care of ourselves. So she was bored all day, so she was just like, you know, I'll get a job. So, and that was, that was our Sunday dinner money. But as time went on and inflation started going up, that Sunday dinner money became bill-paying money, you know, because right. inflation was going up faster than, than people get paid. I, you know, I'm not going to say where I work, but – I think I get paid very well for what I do. But the problem is, is that everything else around me is going up. Exactly. Really, really fast. That's the problem. So I'd never go to work talking about, oh, I wish I got paid more. No, I get paid what I'm supposed to get paid. Everything else around me is going up. I'm leaving my apartment now because uh, their one-bedroom apartment shot up by $200 a month. So I can't afford it now. I got to go. You know, when when they told me that and, and I talk to people like I'm a stand up comedian all the time. And, you know, the woman behind the counter was like when she told me uh, when she told me like, yeah, now the one bedrooms are like nine fifty. I'm like, that's how much I pay. We're paying for our two bedroom now. And she was like, yeah, well, they did renovations and stuff like that. And then I just we had that long, awkward pause. And I'm like, I guess this is goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> And she was like, well, you could get a roommate. And I'm just like, yeah, I'll just pick some random stranger off the street. Hey, you, don't worry about your credit score. Be my roommate. Fuck out of here. I'm not doing that. Exactly. But uh, a lot of people are struggling because, put it like this, in New York, the minimum wage went to uh, $11. So what? Well, I thought it was going up to 15 well, it's going to go up to 15 by the end of 2018 or 2019, so it's going up gradually. So it jumped gradually, to 11, okay. and then eventually it's going to go up to 15. But a lot of people are not 
optimistic because they said, you know what the employers are going to do? They're just going to start cutting people's hours or they're going to hire less people. And that's the problem with lack of regulation. Right. It allows them to do that. It allows them to work around regulations because they're, they're not properly well, I saw regulated. Thing on Facebook in which I'm not sure if we're talking about the same point because I, 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 I blanked out for a minute. That's what happened when I was <laughs> my medicine. But anyways, I saw the thing. It was basically like how Sheets was. Like it was all automated by machines basically. Like there might have been like one or two people in the back, I guess, preparing right. the food mm-hmm. or whatever. But I don't, eat, I don't fuck with McDonald's anyway. But and up until the day, I was only fucking with Burger King and Wendy's. But Burger King, they had a 99-cent um, iced coffee, you know, just like a, I think it was like a 16 or a 20 ounce, I can't remember. And they had a, um, any size coffee for 99, like hot coffee for 99 cents. So I was on that all the past two weeks. Went there today, yeah. got my, my normal meal that I normally get, the um, hash brown um, and sausage burrito and um, three uh, French toast sticks for a dollar. And, um, you know, the iced coffee that I like because I love Seattle's best iced coffee. And, um... Lo and behold, they jacked the price right back up there. They only had that special going for a whole two weeks. It was naturally advertised and everything. I told them hoes. And I don't know why I got so upset with the hoe. And why she got to be a hoe? She is a hoe, but why she got to be a hoe? But anyway, I said, I ain't fucking with y'all no more. This is, y'all had me coming here straight for like two weeks, all because y'all had Seattle iced coffee as low as you did. And now all of a sudden you jack it up with no warning. Fuck y'all. I'll figure out something else to do. Now, I still ain't going to fuck with Starbucks, but I'm going to figure something out. One of my friends moved yeah, to. Yeah, uh, like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? Well, I don't give a fuck. Shit, I say what I want to say. <laughs> One of my friends moved to Brooklyn, and she said that on Northern Avenue they have a Starbucks. Now I'm like, niggas ain't trying to pay seven dollars for a cup of coffee. So I don't know how long that's gonna last, but you know. They raise the if you get a regular so. cup of coffee, it's like a dollar or something, though. Yeah. If you don't get the fufu coffee, then it's like a dollar. If you get fufu coffee, it's gonna be like six dollars. My father drinks his coffee like a like a television New York detective, just black with two sugars, and that's it. He doesn't drink any of that coffee culotta, nothing, none of that, none of that stuff. He's just old school. But shout out to uh, Starbucks for um, hiring ten thousand veterans and ten thousand refugees. You know what's funny about that? I'm, I'm glad Say you mentioned again. that. Say it again. That's when the, that's the news right there. Say that shit yeah. again. When Starbucks shout hired. Out to uh, Starbucks. Hello, I said say it again, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. When Starbucks Shout out made, to Starbucks for hiring 10,000 <laughs> refugees and 10,000 veterans. <laughs> yeah. Put it like That's this. That shit right there. Uh, Say it again. When they uh, <laughs> made the announcement that they were going to hire uh, 10,000 refugees, then you had the conservatives on there like, oh, yeah, you're going to hire refugees, you're going to hire terrorists. Why don't you hire veterans? Yeah, we already did that. And matter of fact, they're ahead of their goal. Because they said they were right. supposed to hire 10,000 by, what was it, like 2019 or something like that. They're already mm-hmm. at 8,500. So they're almost at their goal. You know, and now when they say hire 10,000 refugees, you talk about Starbucks is in like 75 countries or something like that. Exactly. So you're talking about like around the world. You know. But I mean, put it like this. Obama had – I hate when people say Obama never did anything for black people. And – of all the people who I'm going to quote, Steve Harvey said it best. He was like, because he was ragging on Cornell West and um, Tavis Smiley, you know, a.k.a. Sambo and Quimbo. But um, he said that um, President Obama is not the president of black people. President Obama is the president of the United States. But the thing is, right. a lot of the laws that he tried to enact would have helped everybody, but they would especially help black people. 
So those all those infrastructure right. bills that Obama tried to write, uh, they're on the cutting room floor of the Senate. When Obama tried to help uh, Flint, Michigan, with a two billion dollar bill, uh, Congress cut it down to like seventy five mil. But yet we're going to build a wall that's going to cost thirty five billion dollars. <laughs> you know why? Because an ineffective wall. Yeah. Exactly. We're not going to build that wall. I'm not really worried about the wall, honestly. I don't. I know the wall is not going to happen. Shit. We didn't think Trump would be president, but that happens. So anything is possible. Tell him, Merck. Tell him, Merck. Anything is possible with Trump. Put it like this: Bush tried to build a wall. How'd that work out? No one remembers that. Well, Nobody remembers when Bush tried to build a wall. Thirty percent of the wall is already up. So what are y'all talking about? You know what exactly. I'm saying? But the thing is. Mexi- the, our border with Mexico is not just flat land. There's mountains and rivers, and you know, and a lot of that land is not even owned by the government. It's privately owned. So then they got to buy those people out, you know, if they even want to leave. Uh, pimp them, or knock them, knock them, knock them, get the fuck out of here. You know, the, the Americans right. they ain't got to pay shit on it. If they say you don't take this fight, we'll take it from you. America's best interest. That's true and I've because seen them the government do it does have other states. The government does have eminent, eminent domain, so if they want to take it, they can take it. But the thing is, that's going to be too high profile. Because if Trump starts taking people's land... The wall is too high profile. Right. The that's high profile is in itself. And Mexico's former president said it best. Uh, was it... Uh, was it Vincent... Jose. Uh, I was, just call him Jose. Uh, Jose. Just call him yeah. Jose. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know what? He, uh, his former president, Mexico's former president, said it best. He said, "You know what? We're not paying for a fucking wall." He actually said that. And guess what? And, right. He's not paying for it because Trump said he's going to throw a, damn, a, a, a tax on it, and we're paying for it. Yeah, a twenty percent tax, a tariff tax. I'm just like, that's stupid. I'm trying to think what I get from Mexico. It's actually, thirty percent, at least thirty percent of the food I buy. Actually, does come from Mexico. That's exactly and probably, all the fruit and, if, and all the fruit. Shit, while you bullshit. And I know y'all drink Coronas because y'all black. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I, I don't drink alcohol. Thank <laughs> you. I don't either. <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink alcohol. You know what? Well, I, I've I never. I, 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 I never drink. I've never been to. <laughs> I, I, I joke with my friends. I said, you know what? Be glad I don't drink because I'd probably be one of those surly. Horrible drunks that is in, in traffic trying to punch cars. Oh, you stupid Japanese cars! Ugh. Like I, I would man, not be if a I drunk. Was, if I drank like that, there'd be a lot of, there'd be a lot of. Man, I'd be in so much trouble. You think I got a fucking slick ass tongue now? Shit. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the whole idea of a border wall across our southern border is ridiculous, and it's been tried and it didn't work. So what makes try? It's basically just, and it's just rhetoric. Back, he backed down off of all his other rhetoric, you know, like when he like he was at a rally, like his appreciation rally after he got elected, and people started chanting, lock her up. And Trump was like, nah, nah, nah don't worry about it. Like, it sounded good when he literally said that. It's like, yeah, it, it sounds good, you know, during the, the election, but nah, we're not going to lock her up. <laughs> he backed down all, and, and, and drained the swamp. He walked back on that, too. You know, it's just it's absolutely insane that people voted for Trump and then pretended like he it's not like Trump. Like I said, it's not like he just became president like, ha ha, I'm evil. No, (laughs) that was evil was his platform. 
You know how I, I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton, and normally I wouldn't have done a protest vote like that if I lived in like Michigan or something like that because I had a lot of pundits were saying, like one of them who I follow, Kyle Kalinsky, he was saying he lives in New York. He can afford to do a protest vote because he lives in New York. There's no way Trump is going to take New York. You know why? Because Trump is from New York, and everyone in New York knows that Trump's a jackass. So there was no way he was going to win it. But he was saying if I lived in Florida or if I lived in Michigan or Indiana or any one of the battlegrounds, I'd have to hold my nose and vote for Hillary because it's going to be too tight. You know? You know how I knew who was going to lose North Carolina big when a black protester is being let out of a rally and a white guy just runs up and punches him in the face and then the cops tackle the, the black guy who got punched. Right. And then, the, and then the white guy is out in the parking lot in the interview talking about if he comes back here again, we may have to kill him. I'm like, well, I could do well, my protest vote now. Have to kill him. <laughs> I guess I could do well, my I protest vote. I do justice. Now. I save it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I hate, I hate always playing that ace of spades, that race card. But unfortunately, in this day and age in America, politics and race go hand in hand. Hell, Trump still thinks that Frederick Douglass is alive. You know, he don't know shit about black people, except for Omarosa and uh, Ben Carson. Can we just say the race card is now the Trump card? Like, you have to play that card <laughs> all the time. I'm going to play my card, and I ain't going to feel bad about it. Yeah. You motherfuckers are racist. You know, th- there's no way you could tell me that Trump is not a racist when he has Steve Bannon as his top advisor. Not only that, when he had those, he's been sued for not allowing African Americans to live on certain property. So you know, yeah, yeah. They had a. Uh, I I know we talked about in, about that in the earlier show, but Stevie Wonder had an old song uh, back in the eighties uh, called "Cash in Your Face," and it was basically about a guy who does a uh, phone interview to get an apartment, and then when he shows up and they see that he's black, they start making all these excuses. Like, oh, oh, that that was kid? That, um, oh, I have that album. That is an incredible, incredible album, but I can't think of any songs of the key of life, right? No, that was uh, Hotter Than July. The one that oh, had the uh, Happy Birthday, the one with Martin Luther King. Oh, is that a double album? No, uh-uh. I got a double album. I wonder what that yeah, Songs called. of the key of life is a double album. <laughs> okay, I, okay, I have that okay. one, too. But I mean, you got the album or the CD? What you got? What you got? Uh well oh you know what I had the album but it got lost in the flood. My dad lost all his vinyl in in in, in the flood in uh in in Sandy. Yeah that water was up to the top floor man it was it was bad. Dang so, I had it on vinyl since I was a kid and you know it's all gone. So. I would say, damn, we're digressing again, but hey, we're not speaking anymore anyway, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's going to record after for some reason. But anyways, let's see if you're not doing But, um, yeah, I, I, I just thought it was funny that, uh, and I'm trying to find my graphic here. Uh, like I said, I didn't know the show was going this long. <laughs> so forgive me. <laughs> But they had a graphic of uh, Vegas odds, like people betting against Trump, basically. Mm-hmm. You know? 
And, and I'm trying to f- – there was actually 500 to 1 odds that Trump would have the White House painted gold. <laughs> and that is um, act- since you're an avid system watcher, I'm sure mm-hmm. you saw the meme and the uh, Trump reference. Um, since they've been accurate about all of their predictions about Trump, did you see the mm-hmm. one with him landing the casket? Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, everybody dies, duh. That's true. But he was the huh? he was the president. <laughs> yeah. But we're talking about soon. And, and and put it like this. I'm not wishing that on anybody. And and, and That's put it what like everyone this. said. I'm not wishing it on anybody, but if it if it, if it were to happen You wouldn't be sad? No. No, I wouldn't. Put it like this. If John McCain was president, and John McCain got assassinated, I would be sad. Because even though John right. McCain's a Republican, he's not like a total, you know. McCain has his moments. Even Mitt Romney, I'd be sad if he was president and got assassinated. Even though Mitt Romney is a total, you know, he, he's an oligarch. You know, he feels that he should be leader because he's rich. But I'd be sad. But if Trump got assassinated, nah, I wouldn't be sad. I wouldn't condone it. I wouldn't support it. I, I wouldn't wish for it. But if it were to happen, it just happens. It'll be like what happens when, um, God, what's his name? Uh, that televangelist guy, the really old one. Uh, he's like 95 uh, years old. Jesus Christ. Pat, Billy Graham? Billy Graham. No, Pat. Pat Robertson. Yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. him. Ooh, I hate Every him. time he's I see Pat Robertson. He's a xenophobic fuck-ass motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, Pat Robertson is basically how I know that God is not active in our area because why is this dude still alive when he uses Whoa. God's name? To fleece people, you know. Well, you know, because you know what we—they made us believe that there's one God, but the old Bible itself says, "Thou shalt have no other God before me." Does that not indicate there are other gods? It indicates that that the Bible is written by man. Put it like this: Do I do I believe in a higher power? I kind of do. Yeah, but do I believe that God set up a printing press on earth and made a book full of arbitrary rules? No. No. I don't believe that for a second. Do I believe that a lot of the books were taken out so that the Catholic Church could control people and that King James Version is the most fucked up version of the Bible that controls people ever? I do, I do, I do, I do. I do, I do, I do. Back in those days, the Bible was written in, uh, purposely written in Latin so that... uh, you had to go to church to get uh, to get the word, so to speak. You couldn't do it on your own. Most of the serfs couldn't read anyway. But just to keep that control, the Bible was written in Latin. You know, even even in slavery days, they they were teaching slaves, hey, yeah, sure, we're pouring shit in your mouth now. But when you die, that's when that's when you get to pay off. Well, shit, I want some heaven on earth, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, you know Even what? I, my favorite, my favorite quote, my favorite literary quote that I just posted last week, and many people didn't get the reference because uh, I can tell they did it. But my favorite thing is from Alice Walker's Color Purple when Sophia says, "Quote, girl, you better bash Mister's head open and worry about having later." <laughs> there you know, I, I see people like Creflo Dollar. I see people like Joel Osteen. You know, 
I didn't realize Joe Lockin was like that until he got robbed. And they robbed him with like a couple hundred thousand dollars. Come to find out, that was like one week's take. And that was just cash. (laughs) That wasn't checks and other stuff. That was just the cash that they took. That's how much money he makes every week. Joel Lockin won't open his books as far as his charities go because he doesn't give money to charity. You understand? Mm. So he won't open his books. But they're not really. But required. he's not. A, he's not a Christian. Uh, he's a what is he? He's like a um, life coach or something. Yeah. He really doesn't do you know Jesusy stuff. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's just it's all a scam, though. I mean, he's in it a, is still a, a scam. He, he's in he's in a church the size of Nassau Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Where's the where where's the homeless shelters? You have. Smaller churches who are going out there and in, uh, you know, when conservatives latch on to something and they just go crazy and without reading into it. When Obamacare was first coming out, there was a, a church who was, uh, they had a clinic in the area and they closed down. So the uh, conservatives went crazy, like, see, Obamacare is killing all these small clinics. No, the problem, the thing with the clinic was the clinic was helping people who didn't have insurance. Now with Obamacare, all these people are suddenly getting insurance. So now the church was like, well, if all these people have insurance now, our job here is done. And when you do a when you do a crusade like that, that's every person's dream is if you're doing a service where you where you're needed and then you're not needed anymore because everything works out for the better, that's what they go for. But I mean I, I hear a lot of good stuff about churches, but it's usually the small local churches, like churches who do daycare, like free daycare for their members so that they can go to work. So if, have, so if you're a single parent and you can't afford daycare, you know, I, I, I have a friend of mine, when he was the sole breadwinner, uh, they couldn't really make ends meet, right? So then his wife had to go to work. They had a, a, a young child. But then all her her paycheck pretty much went to childcare, <laughs> so mm-hmm. childcare is just restricted, you know. So if you have a church helping out with that sort of thing, that's amazing, you know. Churches doing uh, food banks, homeless shelters, women's shelters, or stuff like that. Childcare with a curriculum, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that to me, that's what church is about, and that's right. the point. But I think that uh, Trump wants to roll back a rule that will allow churches to contribute to political organizations. I'm like, all right, that's fine. But now they got to pay taxes like everybody else. I don't think that's fine. I don't think we should do that. I don't think they should do that, that either. But I think if Trump's going to I mean, these damn churches, these multi-million dollar churches, the Creflo Dollar with his Bentley and his wife got a Bentley and his son got a mini Bentley. I don't know if there's a such thing. I just made it up. Um <laughs> And millions and millions of dollars. Joe Osteen worth what, 144 million last estimate? I mean, yeah. and and then you, where's he at? Where's he located? Houston. He's located in one of them Houston, southern Texas cities. You go to one of those southern Texas cities. Well, is this shelter? Is the church? Does the does the shelter? Is this shelter made by the church or funded by the church in any way? No, this is from that they got tax dollars, city dollars, da da da, or you know, endorsements from companies. So it's like the churches have all these funds, because to me the church is deemed as a nonprofit, which means that money's supposed to go back into community or something to that effect, or back into the church itself. You rarely right. see that. 
And that's right. why I think churches and nonprofits in general, if you can't show me your books or how your money's being used, it's now taxable. Well, they can show their books, and they do show their books. I don't know if you guys ever saw that deposition with, uh, I think it was a U.S. attorney, a general that was, uh, you know, interviewed, or he was, she was doing the investigation and deposition into a church that the pastor had really extravagant spending habits. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I mean, I get what we're saying as far as, well, they need to pay taxes. But I don't want, first of all, the number one church that, or the number one religion that will win would be Christianity. And I don't right. want any Bible thumpers with their religion in their hands and my right. Yeah. Because you know, we're going to lose every time. Yeah. The, the thing is, it's funny with some of these Christian fundamentalists, not Christians, because most of my friends are Christians, and they're, they're, they're fine. But we're talking about like Christian fundamentalists. They, they're terrified of Sharia law. You know, we're like, we don't want Sharia law, you know. But basically, that's what they want, but they just want the Christians to have their own version of Sharia law where uh, they want to be a theocracy. They want the Bible to rule because it's just easier, you know, right. as opposed to having to take responsibility for your own actions, you know. Because basically, I, I was watching, uh, I, I have it on DVD, End of Days. And uh, Gabriel Byrne played the devil, and he called the Bible an overblown press kit because he said, uh, if something good happens, it's God's will. If something bad happens, he works in mysterious ways. You know? And that leads to lazy activism. Yes. It leads to lazy activism and lazy thinkers. So, yeah, I don't want, you know, those people thinking for me at the polls. Exactly. Yeah. But the, the whole thing about. Uh, <clears throat> And that was a law that was made back in the 50s, talking about mm-hmm. the one that, that prohibits churches from contributing to political organizations. And Trump wants to roll that back. And, uh, you know. Well, you know why he wants to roll that back, because he's thinking about 2020 and 2018. Yeah. He's going to gerrymander. He's going to do voter restrictions and voter more voter fraud, real voter fraud this time. And yeah. he's going to, you know, he wants to put, you know, the Christian church into the polls and into the minds of the people because, you know, those are the most easily manipulated people. Yeah. They have a people doing broadcasts from bathrooms with a lot of echo. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it. Yeah. But I mean, and, and, and I feel. With me and religion, I, I came up as a, as a as a Catholic because it was a close it was the closest church to our to our home. I'm not even gonna lie, because I mean with, with my parents, it's just like oh it's God oh okay we'll just show up here. And uh, I had my first communion and confirmation, and I was like, well, I'll be seeing you. But my thing is this, right? Mark, what are you? Are you? What are you? Uh, are you Jamaican, Haitian? What are you? Uh, well, my mother's from uh, Saint Lucia. My dad is from Dominica. So. Okay. We'll just say we'll just say West Indian to keep it easy. But um mm-hmm. if your religion gets you out of bed every morning, gets you to work on time, gets you uh keeps you off of drugs and alcohol, keeps you on a straight and narrow, helps you be more charitable, then I will not stand in your way. I'm not gonna well, try I and wish my religion did that at all. Too. But if your all church, yeah, if your religion <laughs> is telling me 
that I'm less of a man because I haven't accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. That's where the problems start. You know, so if you're using your religion for good, I'm not going to stand in your way. Hey, I'll, I may even join your function. You know, you're doing a charity uh, thing, even if it's for a church that I don't worship. If you're doing something good, I may join in. I may help out. But if you're out there fleecing people out of their life savings, talking about, you know, you got to sow that seed <laughs> and all that other BS. <laughs> That's that what seed. a problem is. I remember them days. <laughs> they still do that, and they still, they still fleece people like that with that seed. I money. know they do because they be calling my house and be on my TV when I'm up drinking and, dr- and drugging. You know what I'm saying? I'm still twenty dollars down a fucking month later. Get the fuck out of my face, ho. Yeah. But it, it's 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 crazy how they grip these people's minds, man. They get them in, at their lowest point and then just, you know. But I gotta respect the belief system. I wish I had the power to believe like that. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, one of but my favorite comedians. Uh, I, I think being woke. woke is a good thing, but a woke is being woke is also a bad thing because it, it strips all of the, the fallacies and fantasies that we were brought up with. You dig what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I'll say this. When, when I was a kid, my mom had a uh, – basically, she'll let anybody in the house, if you have a, if you have a suit and a briefcase, like if you want to kill our family, best way to get in, mm-hmm. dress up in a suit and carry a briefcase. My mom will just let you right in. But um, That's what they had these rules like going door to door, and they had a uh, – she bought a, uh, a book of Bible stories. It was a beautiful book. You know, it was like gold-bound and had beautiful illustrations, and I've, I think I've read that book like 20 times when I was a kid, like cover to cover. That's what's up. So right. I knew all the, all the Bible stories, but like reading the actual Bible is just like, yay, verily, and I – like I can't read that <laughs> stuff like that, man. But the Bible stories always stick in my head, you know. Yeah, the Bible stories. It's a rich, rich history. It's a beautiful history. Yeah. I mean, one of but my things that stand out for me uh, is Samson and Delilah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the but beautiful, Bill, the most beautiful, it's painful story ever, in my opinion. Yeah, but Bill Burr said it best. He said that uh, when people try and talk to him about Scientology, he's just like, "That's bullshit." But you know, he says, "Why do I believe that in Jesus Christ that He slew demons and?" walk on water and make lunch for everybody and all that other stuff, but I don't believe Scientologists. Yeah, because I learned about my religion when I was a kid. Right. So when, when, so when you're an adult and they're trying to introduce a new religion to you, like Scientology or something like that, you're like, get, get that horse shit out of here. But, you right. know, they get the kids when they're young with the religion, and it kind of sticks with them. Right. But like I said, if you, if you do it for good, I'm on your side. But when you start fleecing people out of their life savings, I can't get with that. And es- and especially going on to a government level with it, you know, with the prayer and but the you're get and stuff your, like you're that. You're going to get your, your, your treasure later after you die. <laughs> <laughs> Who was I watching? Uh, hey, I, speaking of the which, no, no, let me first. I'm, I'm going to forget. No, no, me, me, me first, me first. Prometheus. Go, go, go. Anybody watch Prometheus? Yes. No. Have you, Mark? Yeah. It's been a while, yeah, but I, I, truth, I, I right? have seen it. That's the truth, right? <laughs> That's my movie right there. You need to watch that, uh, Jessica. It's the prelude to Alien. It's the prelude to Alien, but it has a real, real biblical, uh, religious feel for it. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, the how we came about. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's deep. It's deep. I can't wait for part two. Oh, they are making a part two. Is that a movie? Yep. Yeah, Prometheus. Okay. Okay, I have to look for that. But I'm going to lose you guys because I'm down to like 1%. Okay. So um, I will chat with you guys later. All right. Hey, thank you so much for stopping by. You're you're, you're always welcome. Thank you. Anytime. Not not every Monday, but we say that just, you know, you like consistency. We're actually the most consistent (laughs) show out of the eclectic media lineup. <laughs> <laughs> we we try to be. <laughs> All right. All right so any good last night. words? All right. Good um, night. You too, Jessica. Take care of yourself. Any last words, Later. Mark? Uh, just keep fighting. You know, I mean, I know it's only been two weeks of Trump, and I know a lot of people are worn out of from doing marches and rallies and calling their senators, but don't give up. You know. Don't give up. We can, we, we can win it's this. It's actually working. It, it, that, the crazy thing is it is actually working. Yep. All right. I guess when I hang up, that's the end. All right. All so right. that's politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. Hey, that's crazy. The other day I was listening to the radio. I listened to a television show, and they used that same line. <laughs> <laughs> Like I thought I just pulled that out of thin air, like looking at some old literature or something. They sure does say cronies. I think it was a television pro- program, probably one similar to ours. Is cronies normally associated with politics? Uh, yes, but they usually do it in a negative way. But a crony is not necessarily a, a bad thing. You know, when they mm-hmm. say like crony capitalism, it just basically just means like you know, uh, your friends in a way. Right. Yeah. Well, I can't remember the program. I should have wrote it down because I was laughing so hard. I was like, ah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. All right, let me get back to this weed before I go in this hospital. All right, man, you take care of yourself. Uh, Pile of Tricks with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies, 7 p.m. Mondays. And please call in and give your opinion because I know we rubbing a lot of y'all bitches raw. <laughs> I like, oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like raw. Simmy, simmy, y'all, simmy, 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 gay. You know the song, shit. Come on. All right, that's it. All right. <laughs>